Hello, and welcome back to Filmsplain, the podcast where two girls who should have gotten their degrees in film studies, but couldn't because it wasn't available at their college until their final semester, try to explain all things film. I'm your co-host, Kim Suki, she, her pronouns. And I'm your co-host, Sadie's, also she, her pronouns. And we're back! I know you probably missed us this past week because we were gone. And you're probably wondering, where were you guys? So, here's the thing. Um, Bailey almost got us canceled. So we I had, won't sugarcoat it. We had to talk to, you know, Spotify execs. We had to get our lawyers. Yeah, um, we had to get some stuff cleared up to, because there were there like were several, a white man on your podcast. There were several accounts where we could have gotten canceled and we had to clear the air. Yeah, we had to, um, we had to, we had to go to bat for our, our name and our sake and be like, no, he's not, he, he doesn't represent everything we represent. Exactly. So it... Anyway, so now we're back. Yeah, it was so very we, legally blonde, if you will. Yeah, it was a, it was a lot of draining, and we were just like, we can't do a podcast this week because our lawyers were like, you shouldn't do a podcast this week because we of like, all the. If you're smart, then sure. Yeah, and we we paid them a lot of money to tell us things. So. Yes, because as you do, because that's what you do with lawyers, right? We don't know. Don't we know. we watch legally blonde. We don't know the actual rules yeah. of law. The my perception of lawyers comes from movies and TV. So yeah, so we don't actually know what we're talking about. Uh, <laughs> Anyways, Bailey, if you're listening, love you. You do not yeah. get us canceled. It's okay. <laughs> Anywho. Anyways. What's um, today's episode, Sadie's? So if you can tell by our title. <laughs> I we have actually, those? <laughs> we have titles? What? No we actually, way. We actually put thought into naming our episodes? Absolutely not. Definitely not. We just <laughs> ran. We, we just put it in a random generator. Yeah, and name then generator. whatever happens, we're like, oh, yeah. it works for me. And yeah. then we just... You know, it's like we it's figure like out slots. the episode after that. Yeah. We're like, oh, we manic. said something yeah. about manic pixie dream girl. Okay, okay. how how do how, well, how does that, that fit in? How, how do we run into it? the? <laughs> yeah, oh. <laughs> <laughs> we're only partially serious, you guys. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So if you can tell by the title, <laughs> um, we are going to be talking about different female tropes and mm-hmm. you know archetypes. Um, and a lot of them, you know, maybe aren't the best. Um, a lot of them. I'm a lot be of so them, real. A lot of them aren't great for women. You know, Just they don't say a lot a of whole. good things about women. Yeah, but then again, when have they ever? You you know, <laughs> when has a movie said "woman, we stand with you" and meant it? You know, the only one that I can see is Barbie. Barbie potentially, Barbie. potentially, potentially? The Barbie movie that will stand for a woman. And when I when I tell you that is going to be our Joker, just watch. I out. I mean it. Just watch out. One hundred percent. All we can say. You're gonna be. You're gonna be. Sick you're gonna sick, sick of us. us. <laughs> absolutely sick of us absolutely atrociously sick of us i will not shut up about that movie yeah. it looks so good i'm so excited oh my god <laughs> the trailer came out recently so we have that's all me and kim have been talking about yeah. and so. the posters the posters are mwah, yeah you, you may see some something on our instagram uh about so, barbie yeah. but i won't say nothing we yeah, won't say anything not, else not, that's, not, all like, that's all i can say that's all i can say okay like our lawyers our lawyers our lawyers said we can't we can't we can't we can't we can't that's all i can say that's it Anytime I don't want to answer a question now, I'm just going to be like, I signed an NDA. That's, <laughs> that's, a, that's a solid <laughs> answer. Because then they're going to just be like, 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 they can't even, yeah, but how then, do you respond to that? But yeah, but exactly. How do you, how do you say, they're like, why did you flake on me last Tuesday? I'm like, I signed an NDA. Yeah, I, I really can't say. say what I was doing. I signed an NDA. But why? It's like, it's an but NDA. I, I signed an NDA. Non-disclosure. I, I can't. I There's can't some disclose. powerful people. They said, if I say anything, you know, that's I know, it. So I can't. I can't. I'll get canceled again. I can't handle that again. I, I can't afford another lawyer. Exactly. You know? 
There's so. too many of them out there, and they're all expensive. <laughs> and it's like I either want Daredevil or Reese Witherspoon in *Legally Blonde*. Those are the only lawyers. You know and what's crazy is they're not actual options. So and they would be too expensive for me. Yeah. I feel so. so or she- She-Hulk. She-Hulk would have been great too. She-Hulk would also be great. So you know we haven't gotten so far off topic. <laughs> As you can tell, we we really we really got a hang of things, guys. We're doing really yeah. great at our fifth episode. This is I think this is our peak. This is where this we, is our peak. This, this is, is where, where we peak, we... and then now it all goes downhill. No, it 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 goes. <laughs> it, it goes straight. <laughs> you should have seen the way Sadie's <laughs> described it with her hands. It was just up, up, and then it, it goes. <laughs> and she gets this straight. I don't know. I'm losing my mind, people. We could blame it on the triple shot uh, latte. Yeah, got. I decided to get a triple shot latte today because why not? You know, it's a Saturday. We were feeling life fun. is short, yeah. and the barista was cute. <laughs> That should be a bumper sticker. Life is short and the barista is cute. <laughs> I want that everywhere, I swear. Oh, that should be a I'm shirt. I'm trademarking that right fucking now, yes. yes. <laughs> Along with the, the sullen bad boys. Yeah, yeah. That, those are film plane specific trademarks. No one else can use them. Yeah. Or pay us if you do. That's all I'm saying. I'll, or credit us. I don't know. Something. Pay us. Pay us. <laughs> Actually, okay. reparations. You get it. Yeah, I do. So, anyways, anyways, back to the episode that you're all here for today. Apparently, <laughs> you guys weren't here for us talking about lawyers and cute baristas. Yeah. That's just which just, is news to me. I thought that's what you guys came for. I thought for, that was our name. But, right? Lawyers however, and cute baristas, the <laughs> podcast. But if you guys wanted to talk about movies, movies we can talk I guess. about that. Um, so, <laughs> I think um, a great trope to talk about is the cool girl trope. That is a great trope um, to start off with. It just... Every time I think about these tropes, I come back to the cool girl trope. Mm-hmm. And I know this episode's called Man at Pixie Dream Girl. We'll get there. Yeah, we will. Okay? Don't worry about it. But when we talk about cool girl, we have to talk about Gone Girl, the mm-hmm. movie Gone Girl. Um, what a movie, right? Yeah. What a- absolutely. So um, if you don't know what the cool girl trope is, Gone Girl describes it so perfectly. When I heard that monologue for the first time, it rewired something in my brain. <laughs> I was like, I am, I am a new person because actually, yeah, this is a new perspective in my life. I needed, I needed to hear this right now. Words of affirmation. (laughs) Yeah. I write down the entire monologue. Every morning as you look at yourself in the mirror, you're like, all right. (laughs) In lipstick. Yes. You know the, you know the one um, from Black Swan where it's like, whore. I'm going to say that. (laughs) But instead, it's just you scribbling the, entire, the monologue. Not even just the monologue. It's the entire script of Gone Girl. Formatted in script style. <laughs> because she's that bitch. I'm just that <laughs> hardcore. What can I say? Anyways. So anyways, here's the cool girl monologue. I screenshotted it. I don't know if this one is from the book or the movie. Because I know there's some um, mm-hmm. differences. Um, book is by Gillian Flynn, I believe, though. And so shout out Gillian my girl <laughs> my girl gillian she was so right when she said this um <clears throat> here we go <clears throat> i'm sorry i can't read <laughs> the font's really small I'm a little i can read but the font is very small okay men always say that as a defining compliment don't they she's a cool girl being the cool girl means i am hot brilliant funny woman who adores football poker dirty jokes and burping sorry <laughs> sorry no you're good <laughs> Who plays video games, drinks cheap beer, 
loves threesomes and anal sex and jams hot dogs and hamburgers into her mouth like she's hosting the world's biggest culinary gangbang while somehow maintaining a size two because cool girls are above all hot. Hot and understanding. Cool girls never get angry. They only smile in a chagrin, loving manner and let their men do whatever they want. Go ahead, shit on me. I don't mind. I'm the cool girl. Men actually think this girl exists. Maybe they're fooled because so many women are willing to pretend to be this girl. For a long time, cool girl offended me. I used to see men, friends, coworkers, strangers, giddy over these awful pretender women, and I'd want to sit these men down and calmly say, you are not dating a woman. You're dating a woman who has watched too many movies written by socially awkward men who'd like to believe that this kind of woman exists and might kiss them. I'd want to grab the poor guys by his lapel or messenger bag and say, this bitch doesn't really love chili dogs that much. No one loves chili dogs that much. And the cool girls are even more pathetic. They're not even pretending to be the woman they want to be. They're pretending to be the woman a man wants them to be. Oh, and if you're not a cool girl, I beg you not to believe that your man doesn't want the cool girl. It may be a slightly different version. Maybe he's a vegetarian, so cool girl loves Satan and... Satan. Yeah. You got it. <laughs> and is great with dogs. Or maybe he's a hipster artist. So Cool Girl is a tattooed, bespectacled nerd who loves comics. There are variations to the window dressing, but believe me, he wants Cool Girl, who is basically the girl who likes every fucking thing he likes and doesn't ever complain. How do you know you're not Cool Girl? Because he says things like, I like strong woman. If he says that to you, he will at some point fuck someone else. Because I like strong woman is code for I hate strong woman. You guys get that, yeah. right? Like, you guys I, understand I why a, that's, like... Yeah, a moment of silence. Snaps. Yeah. Just a little... Just a few snaps for that. Just because a little bit. I feel like that just explains yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. That explains... I mean, that also explains why it's so, like, such a toxic trope as well. Yes, because it's absolutely. such a, like... It puts it's expectations. Yeah, and it's it's this weird thing where... Um, we'll talk about this a little bit later in this episode, too, where, like, guys kind of want the specific thing, mm-hmm. and it's, like, let's... It's, like, this fantasy girl who does not exist, mm-hmm. and they're, like... And so a girl will be like, I know what the fantasy is, so let me pretend to be that. Yeah. And he will like me now. Yeah. And it's like, let's not do that. Um, and it reminded me, too, of the movie Set It Up. Um, the main One of the main characters, Harper, who's played by Zoe Do- Deutsch. Dutch. Sorry. I completely <laughs> fucked up her name. Sorry. <laughs> let's blame it on the caffeine. <laughs> um, but she says, like, because... Um, the other guy who she's talking to says like oh like guys love girls who like sports and she goes no guys like girls who like guys who like sports Mm -hmm. and i was like she's not wrong yeah like it's so funny because i feel like when i've had the situation where i've actually been interested in the same thing as a guy and they're Mm -hmm. like yeah that's cool like we'll be friends but they don't care because i'm not like like what's it called like you know just like super into them because they're like, into like it you know, like, over yeah exactly like i'm like, not fawning oh over God, how much they're into so it cool. yeah i'm not like teach me about mm-hmm. spider-man i don't know anything about him knowing i'm like mm-hmm. spider-man's number one fan yeah, you know so absolutely. it's like if you if you already are like or like if i went to like a basketball game with someone and i knew the actual rules they'd be like oh whatever yeah because so i feel like i feel like especially because of movies like men mm-hmm. have fun experiences mansplaining yeah literally mansplaining <laughs> they're things just like there's like oh yeah you don't know anything so let me teach you because i'm i'm the big strong man who knows everything and it's like get the fuck out of here mm-hmm. um what was i oh, shit no already no i got it you guys i got it it's fine but i i think it's funny because this this trope in particular i feel like can relate a lot to the pick me girl trope as well if mm-hmm. you've heard of that which isn't really much of a trope in movies but just in general yeah girls who are like life. yeah who are like 
I I can eat 10 hot dogs in one sitting. I'm so hot. And it's mm-hmm. like, girl. All of my friends are guys. Please. Yeah, I'm like, I gotta go. I cannot yeah. be friends with you. Mm-hmm. Please, please this stop. This is too much for me. Yeah. Just get some variety in your life. There's no need for us to constantly have to appeal to the male gaze. Just and I, appeal to yourself. I want to disclaimer really quick. <clears throat> While I do a little bit understand this trope, <laughs> to some degree, I am not a pick me. Okay? I was maybe when I was like 10. And I was like, I don't like girly things, but I lied. Yeah. I was a liar. I feel like, I, but I feel, but I feel like, like that's, that's a, a, yeah. a component of womanhood is going through and being like, I don't, because I definitely had a phase of what you I did. You are so right. Of I don't, I like, I didn't like pink. I didn't like yes, girly things of, of just kind of being like labeling myself. as like, oh, I'm a tomboy. Yes. I'm cool and that sort of thing. But, you know, then it just, it's very much coming to terms with, oh, I, know, can I can like be, I can be all things. of these yeah, things. I can like. And that's, I think, where, like, the toxicity of it come from. It's, like, you can like, like, there are girls who like sports and video games mm-hmm. and comic books and things like that. And that's totally cool. Yeah. You can like those things. But to then, to to pretend to like those things only, to pretend to like those things at all, like, why are you pretending, you know? Yeah. What, what's the point? But also specifically for any male validation at all, too. And I don't think we wrote specifically this in our notes, but... I feel like this episode has a lot to do with the male gaze, too. And yes, like it definitely Performing does. for the male gaze mm-hmm. and doing things for the male gaze. And it's like, let's just not do that anymore, you guys. Yeah. Let's not do that. But I will say, I think also, like like we said, pick me can be kind of a, a phase. I think once you're an adult, it's like, stop. You mm-hmm. know, maybe don't be a pick me anymore. Yeah. Hopefully. Um, because that was, like I said, I was a child. And I learned mm-hmm. from my ways. Um, but, yeah, it's, it, it can be a phase. But also, I think cool girl can be kind of a, this mask as well. Mm-hmm. Um, because with cool girl, too, like, yeah, she's very nonchalant. She's very, like, I don't care. Do whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, in her relationships and in her life, too. And um, one that I, like, when I think about this trope, I think of a lot is Robin from How I Met Your Mother. Absolutely. Which I love that show. And I Me love, too. I love Robin. But mm-hmm. she did become very, like, just, like kind one of one note yeah. at a certain point where it's like she had these strong opinions mm-hmm. and things at the very and she beginning had goals exactly and she had goals and thing. ambitions and then it was like no and mm-hmm. but even at the beginning too i feel like she was still the cool girl she's just was it was less obvious how toxic it was mm-hmm. at the beginning yeah because, because she, was she was very career oriented yes. too and i feel like that yes. is a cool girl too it's like mm-hmm. cool girl and she drinks whiskey and she smokes cigars and all this mm-hmm. stuff and, it's and she like, watches football mm-hmm. and she goes to bars and that sort of thing yeah and then it's like okay yeah, but, like, it was, I don't know, it was saying stuff about girls who don't do that, that are, like, yeah. you know, but it was, um, but I had always related to Robin and how she would just, like, she would be, like, oh, like, guys can wait, like, love life can wait, but, like, mm-hmm. I'm gonna focus on career and stuff like that, and I think a part of that is, so you're not having to be vulnerable as well, mm-hmm. and you're just, like, yeah. okay, well, if I'm focused on these things, and if I'm nonchalant, mm-hmm. I don't have to be vulnerable, and I think that's another element to cool mm-hmm. girl that we should talk about as well or yeah that we just kind of did talk about yeah absolutely <laughs> it's just putting up a wall yeah exactly very much it's it, cool girl is very much a mask and mm-hmm. um yeah but it's it's not healthy no, to have that mask not. up either so that's another reason why cool girl is, is, that's another element why it's a little bit toxic mm-hmm. so i feel like all of these that we're talking about is i think most of these are, pretty toxic. are just are toxic in one way or another i won't lie to you yeah um yeah that's kind of yeah. You want to move on to Manic Pixie Yes, Dream Manic Girl? Pixie Dream Girl. We told you guys we'd we love, get here. Yeah. We did say that. I'm sure you've heard of Manic Pixie Dream Girl one way or another At as some an point. insult. Yeah. 
it's it's out there mm-hmm. I, I know we've all heard it at one point i've actually never seen um scott pilgrim versus the world which i know everyone's gonna be like girl what are you doing it's a fun one. I, I know but i heard ramona flowers is a manic pixie dream girl right yeah. she's one of the ones i know comes to mind a lot mm-hmm. um how do i don't know how to describe manic pixie dream girl it just I, f- I mean, I feel like they're like neurodivergent slash mentally ill coded. Yeah. But I don't think that was intentional ever. I don't believe it was, but I think it's because of the way that the manic pixie dream girl is portrayed. It mm-hmm. is very much neurodivergent coded. Yeah. Very like she's like the quirky girl, right? Absolutely. Where we had we had the nonchalant girls. So this is like the quirky this girl. Is the quirky who girl like, who's into something odd. You yeah, know, she dyes interest. her hair every few yeah. months, mm-hmm. and like um, she has this. Yeah, she'll be like, nobody knows that I eat cereal with ice cream on Tuesdays, and it's like that's yeah. very specific yeah. and also not that weird. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like okay, it's like cool. That's but something it, you for like. some reason in this indie movie, I have to pretend that it's yeah the hottest thing ever you know like yes. it's her whole like yeah her, her whole personality is being like the quirky girl who's mm-hmm. different not like and who's, i'm not like other girls. yeah and he she's gonna fix the lead interest because she's so quirky yeah. and different because she, she has shows, such a different look yeah, on life she that shows, he doesn't yeah <laughs> the outlook is that like she likes sunsets <laughs> yeah she like she, i just she love sunsets gives this man on a drive to like the yeah. beach and she then literally has a monologue fixed. where she's like i just I'm not like other girls. I dye my hair. I dye my hair the way the sky changes colors in the morning. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh my God, she just said the most beautiful thing ever. And then he changes. That's his moment where he gets Mm -hmm. it, you know. He just gets life now. He just understands life was so different before she said that. Before Mm -hmm. this girl with orange hair came into his life. So And just completely flipped it upside down. Yeah. Um, I know that... um, a couple that are debated a lot are Clementine from Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind and Summer from 500 Days of Summer. Mm. So I don't know if you wanted to, if you have any opinion on either of those ones, if you've seen those. I have not, actually. So if you would like to inform me. <laughs> okay. Because I am very curious. You haven't seen either of those? No, so? I have not. Okay, so. I have a long-ass list of movies I need to oh, same, watch that I've never, I that, haven't seen Scott Pilgrim. That, so are, that are very popular and people are like, what the fuck? And I'm like, I know, but like, there's so many movies all the time. I know. And I only have so much time well you should watch those ones and you the audience should watch i like both of these movies as well by the way i've so heard not, i've heard good things yeah They're on my list it's just it's just so hasn't fucking long yet. and by the way kim has gotten letterbox we could yes. did convince her i was yes. so happy it only took me bringing in bailey for her to yeah. get convinced me telling her for days that did nothing but <laughs> i bring a new friend she's like okay i'll do it it's it multiple had, peer pressure I yeah had, i had a, i had a new peer pressure and yeah was exactly like, it's like okay now i, I gotta do hide it. from it yeah anymore. exactly <laughs> um Anyways. so yeah so we don't have to bully her to get letterbox anymore i just want to put that out there but <laughs> um <laughs> but so i like both these movies a lot um yeah sorry i that's was like it. thinking <laughs> that's it that's all you need to know um so I do think both of them tried subverting the trope a bit. Like, that's Mm -hmm. what I've heard. Mm -hmm. Um, I think 500 Days of Summer, I can see more so how that subverted it compared to Eternal Sunshine. Because in 500 Days of Summer, um, well, well, okay, so let me (laughs) Okay, also, spoiler for every movie and show we mentioned today. Well, we will put the spoilers for that. Um, But, so in 500 Days of Summer, like... Oh, uh, what's that one guy? Joseph Gordon-Levitt. 
I used to have a big crush on him, so I had to That's remember. Um, I would be really embarrassing if I forgot. <laughs> um, I don't anymore, but I used to. Um, but he, his character, and then Zoe Deschanel's character, like Zoe Deschanel plays a, a girl named Summer. And I think too, at the beginning of the movie, they do say like this is not a love story, it's not you know. And mm-hmm. so I think that preface prefaces it with like, okay, if you think these two are going to end up together and fall in love, like no. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character did see Zoe Deschanel as a manic pixie dream girl but she still had her own like thoughts and opinions outside of him as well and like they don't end up together she ends up with someone else Hmm. and I think that does help support it in a way and Mm -hmm. the only thing is that a lot of people watch it and are like Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character was right and I'm like well (laughs) I think he was just obsessed (laughs) it wasn't really healthy Mm -hmm. and I think we should all talk about that you know um obsession versus love what is the difference that's a big thing um there is a few scenes where um they do i feel like kind of make it known that you know it's she's not really she's our own person you know um i do think eternal sunshine of the spotless mind um also does do its best on subverting it i think it's a struggle trying to subvert a trope because you first have to be like this is the trope and what it you is you have to understand the trope yeah and then establish it and then and subvert then subvert it. it yeah exactly so i think you can't just out the gate go subvert exactly and it makes no then sense. you're like okay what are we doing here why yeah. are we subverting and i think that's where it's tricky with 500 days of summer and eternal sunshine um but especially with eternal sunshine i mean her name is clementine yeah that's that, not like, like a common fucking name yeah exactly so there is that and then she did have like orange hair at some point at some point she has blue hair so it mm-hmm. is it is that very like obvious like oh it's giving manic pixie dream girl you know Mm -hmm. but there are i know there's a scene where like she is talking about her own ambitions and goals outside of um i forget jim carrey's character's name sorry um (laughs) sorry to the jim carrey stands out there (laughs) i know know. there's actually a lot of them yeah (laughs) i'm sorry but um yeah and um so she does have her own kind of goals and stuff too and she does kind of make her own choices outside of him as well i would say Mm -hmm. which isn't really common for manic pixie dream girls yeah um, and then also, oh, uh, what was it? Oh, so there's another character who, so Jim Carrey and Clementine, <laughs> not Jim Carrey, but his character and Clementine do break up. Kind of, it's a weird, it's a kind of a trippy movie. They break up without really breaking up. You guys know what I'm saying, but you don't know what I'm saying if you haven't seen it. But, um, <laughs> anyway, so they're kind of broken up and this other guy starts dating Clementine and he's the one who really, really sees her as the Manic Pixie Dream Girl and is like mm. super obsessed and everything. And it, it's, I think that helps to subvert it in a way because you see kind of the differences in how they treat her and everything and how, um, Jim Carrey's character actually did get to know her and everything versus, um, the other character kind of cheating his way into figuring her out supposedly mm. and, and being obsessed with this girl he literally was like i fell in love with her while she was asleep and i was like this is not sleeping beauty Mm -hmm. (laughs) i need you guys to stop Mm -hmm. right now um and so yeah i feel like they they both definitely tried subverting the trope i i will say right now i'm still kind of iffy on whether or not i think so but i Mm. you can tell that there is effort and that is the first step that is is effort for sure trying um and they are fun movies to watch so at least there's that at least it wasn't like oh why did I watch this? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. At least they have, you know, positive things mm-hmm. in them that I can take out from yeah. it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. 
I don't know if that helped explain him or not. I think it did. I, okay. Yeah, I think I think it did. I didn't want to like tell too much. What no, I get it. No, I get it. I get it. No, but I really like both of those movies a lot. Mm-hmm. I used to watch Five Hundred Days of Summer all the time in high school. It was like a crazy obsession. It was actually <laughs> really bad. Oh. <laughs> I'm, yeah. That's okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, and then one of the episodes I said I wasn't a big rom com person. That was a lie. Disclaimer. <laughs> that was a lie. I love rom coms. So whoever said that. She died. <laughs> we don't know where she, she is. Die. She's we in a did. ditch somewhere. Yeah, because uh, we might talk about rom coms in this episode. I don't know for sure, but if it happens, that is why. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, did you want to just keep going? With yeah, let's keep going. Um, sure. Um, another big one. Damsel uh, in distress. Damsel in distress. I feel like we all know that one. It's if, very, very common. Very if you read a fairy common, tale, yeah, it's very common in sort of yeah. yeah, it's very just oh, I'm stuck in a tower and I can't get out and mm-hmm. I need a strong knight to come save me it's literally just that in the notes for the description i literally said men want so desperately to save women women do not need to be saved yes if you don't take any well i want you to take a lot from this episode but yes. if you don't take anything else i really do want you to take okay i'm gonna say that for everything i say that <laughs> i shouldn't say that here that's but fair. that's one of the main things we want you to take away mm-hmm. is like i feel like that's one of the things is like men need to save women and protect women mm-hmm. Women do not need that from you, though. No. Nobody asked. No. Nobody asked. Nobody asked. And if you do that, like, voluntarily, I promise you it's not going to be, like, welcome. That's going to give every single girl the ick. Yes. They're going to be, like, throwing up immediately. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's literally, so, um, in the show The Boys, um, this character, so it's, like, these normal people who have no superpowers mm-hmm. and then, like, the soups with, like, superheroes. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. this one random, not random, but this normal guy, he's dating mm-hmm. this girl who's a superhero, and he takes this, like, shot, like, a, like, a injection, whatever, okay. that turns, you, you get power for, like, 24 hours or something like that. Okay. And he takes it, and she's like, dude, what the fuck? Like, those have terrible symptoms. Yeah. They don't know how, like, mm-hmm. how that works yet. Like, you shouldn't be taking those. And he was like, I want to protect you, and I want to oh. save you for once. And I was like no that is so annoying and i think she literally said though like you like i don't need you to save me yeah. and i was like good yeah like, i'm glad somebody I'm glad said you made it that like, clear yeah and i'm glad the people in the writer's room were like we're not just gonna let him save her and like yeah. be like cool like that's smart yeah so, like, that's the move yeah it's not. but because yeah it's like she's a literal superhero yeah she, she has a literal does not powers. need your help at all yeah and if she did, she would tell you. Yeah, you know, I think she'd, it's she'd be like, "Hey, I'm caught up in some trouble. Mm-hmm. I need your help." Yeah. You know, <laughs> I feel like it's just like ugh, men. Men assume so much all the yeah. time. You know, it's just so annoying. <laughs> um, do you want to talk about some of the other? Do you know the one I haven't seen is Twilight, but I've heard Bella Swan is a pretty big damsel in distress. Um, I only just recently watched Twilight, okay. and it was kind of a it was kind of a moment of like fever dreamish a little bit <laughs> yeah. and i was like this shit's crazy <laughs> this is a lot it was it was a lot because because we ended up because it was when they all i think first came on netflix like oh, a okay, couple yeah, years yeah. ago and i had never seen it and so we i finally watched him and i'm like is going on here because it's very much just like she's just like oh the the whole all that one like tiktok thing the, the depression like, scene yeah 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 she's very much just like the whole the whole time she's very much edward is very much the one saving her over and over again over yeah. and over and over again and then the love triangle and everything to win her over that's literally like the vampire diaries too and i love the vampire diaries but i've seen bits and pieces yeah i remember watching it like middle school and high school 
And, like, at a certain point, I literally stopped watching. Because the two Salvatore brothers, they're, like, obsessed with her and in love yeah. with her. And, sure, fine. It's kind of weird, two brothers being in love with one person. Yeah. But, it, okay, right. I accepted it. <laughs> and, um... You were in middle school and high school. Yeah, exactly. I was like, it's fine. Um, and then I remember an episode. I don't remember if it was Alaric or Matt, two very annoying characters who i could give a fuck less about to be honest um but one of them said something it could have been another character too i'm not sure i'm just blaming them because i don't like them anyways um <laughs> a character said like oh like elena we keep having to come and save you and like you know like mm-hmm. and i was like you're so right i was like fuck that and i stopped watching it for a long time because i was really pissed off because they kept having to save her and it was like that's fair she kept putting herself in situations where she had yeah. to be saved and i was like girl do it yourself yeah. and it's funny because in the show she has a doppelganger named Catherine. she has multiple doppelgangers mm. everyone does um <laughs> it's a normal one thing. Of those, yeah it's one of those types of shows you know um but it's funny, so since it's a doppelganger, the same actress plays her, and um, her doppelganger, Catherine, is, like, evil, like, centuries-year-old vampire bitch who, like, everyone loves, but everyone hates mm. Elena, and it's just so funny, because people are, like, a lot of people who watch the show are, like, how is Nina such a great actress? Because, like, she makes us hate Elena, but we love Catherine, and it's funny, That's because so it, funny. I think a big reason why so many people love Catherine and hate Elena is because Catherine, like, she's been through some shit, but she's, like, done a lot of, like, badass shit on her own, whereas mm-hmm. a lot of the time, not every single time, there are some times where Elena has fought for herself, but mm-hmm. a lot of the time she's had to be saved, and it's it gets kind of annoying Yeah, uh, watching absolutely. that. As, yeah, especially as a woman, you're just like, girl, And then especially try. with, like, no character growth, too. Yeah, so. That was fun. <laughs> super fun super great yeah um and then i also i put mary jane from spider-man mm-hmm. i will say mj from the mcu movies i don't think is i a don't, don't think at so all. either but i do think uh, mary jane when i was thinking back to it was a little bit of a mm-hmm. a damsel even though i do like her character i mm-hmm. just you know she never really she was just like ah spider-man will yeah, save me i'm sure and it was like what if he doesn't yeah, nope. what, if then, what if what if then you die? <laughs> the Gwen Stacy arc. Yeah, the Gwen Stacy arc. It's literally just that. It breaks her back. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, Spider-Man didn't save me that It's time. so bad how much, like, that scene will, when I think about it, will either, like, emotionally wreck me or make me crack the fuck up. Yeah. Like, there's no there's in between There's no between. No. Iconic. Truly. Truly. But, they knew um, what they were doing. Yeah, that's also talk to Gwen because it it makes women feel like they need to be saved and that they can't save themselves. Yeah, you 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 can save yourself. You do not need a man for no. anything. Never. That that jar of pickles that's so hard to open, you can open it. Yeah, just stretch sometimes your you hand gotta, a little bit. Sometimes you just gotta finagle it in a certain yeah. way, and then and then you got it open, you know. Or sometimes you pat, you just it's just it, you need to do something. Trust me, I've I've opened my fair share of jar of pickles. Exactly. So I believe that you can too. Women, yeah. women can open pickle jars. Yeah, that's what we're learning in this episode. <laughs> I don't want you guys to take anything else. Anything else away except for women can open pickle jars, and I think that's a really important message that young girls don't get nowadays. Yeah, exactly, and that's why me and Kim are here <laughs> to spread that message around. Beautiful, wonderful. Continuing, I'm gonna try to kind of go back around. This is a lot. Um, I'm gonna. Is that okay? Let's yeah, that's okay, fine. Sorry, I was. No, you're good. Don't worry okay. about it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wipes the sweat yeah. off my brow. <laughs> Literally. Um. So I was saying in our notes, like I feel like this episode is a lot about 
desirability as well Mm -hmm. um because i feel like i mean in that gone girl monologue that i read to you guys right socially awkward men are writing these movies where it's like this is what I want in a girl. Because mm-hmm. I've never talked to a woman ever. Yeah, and like the, even the, the tropes we named right now, it's like they, they want a girl who's submissive and, and needs mm-hmm. protection and needs saving, or they want a quirky girl who says all the right quirky things at the right quirky time, <laughs> or they want a girl who's nonchalant and doesn't care if they like, they're like, hey, do you want, do you care if I go to the strip club right now? And their girlfriend's like, no, go Honestly, ahead. That's not, like you're your so. Person. Exactly. I would like, if you wanted to date like seven other girls while you dated me, I would not give a shit. That would actually sound That's like a great perfect. idea. Because then you, you can even out your time better, time management like i get it um those are the type of girls they want and so we see a lot of men in the writer's room writing these movies and they're writing these girls and it's Mm -hmm. like something's wrong here something's fishy i don't think you've ever talked to a woman (laughs) in your life ever because this is not like realistic yeah um i don't know and it's what did i say in my notes (laughs) i'm just gonna start saying random shit i don't look (laughs) at my notes yeah Uh um about men not desiring women they desire objects oh thank you so much <laughs> so kim said i made a really good point you always um, make really good points. oh my god stop um <laughs> i don't remember oh i see it now okay i'm so proud of i you. found it um <laughs> i said men don't desire women they desire objects let's take Can a moment we just take yeah take a moment because i i wrote those words you know i said yeah whatever <laughs> whatever um and I, it's so like true it it and we can see that in the way that these are written because they're so one-dimensional they're mm-hmm. so one note it's never never oh she likes she likes video games but she can also wear dresses you know it's never yeah. it's never multi-dimensional and like that's even a not personality traits either yeah. like those aren't real things it's not like you know what i mean and it's like yeah, tropes are good in some cases, but it's like you're making these tropes so one-dimensional and you're not giving um, real personality to these female characters. And mm-hmm. it's it's annoying to see these very flat characters when I'm watching a movie or a mm-hmm. show and it's like she's not giving a personality trait. She doesn't, yeah. she doesn't care about anything else except for the lead male character. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it makes me not give a fuck about the lead male character, if yes. I'm being honest. Like, I I no longer care about this movie or this show. And the person who wrote this <laughs> can go fuck off, yes. to be honest. Like, that's how I feel. Yeah. Um, because they make it seem like women are objects. And, like, that's how a lot of men um, look at women in life as well. Yes. And we see that, and we see how, like, reflected in movies, and it's taken back in and then it's reinforced in life as well mm-hmm. um by how women are treated every day yes. um literally you can just look at social media and the way that like a woman has an opinion and then it's like you see all the comments and shit and stuff and they're just like oh well you're a woman so like mm-hmm. you can't have all these thoughts and that sort of thing you can't be intelligent and be a woman mm-hmm. pretty much and it's just like very obvious you see with these tropes that they're just objects of desire not like exactly not a person with their own thoughts and their own opinions and that sort of thing it's just very very annoying yeah which is why i brought up the male gaze as well because it it is like it's annoying when girls purposely obviously go into this like i'm gonna perform for men around me blah blah, blah. but mm-hmm. it's it's also this thing where it's like how do we not do that because men are all like always watching you yes. know and they're always 
wanting you to perform mm-hmm. for them, I think. And it's, it's and it's also unfortunate because men are always also in a position of power. Mm-hmm. And that's the way that we can get to that position of power mm-hmm. in a way. And it's like, we are progressing <laughs> very slowly, but, you know, we are and we don't have to do that anymore by you know to get to places of power but very often because it is reinforced in the media we watch we think that that's like the way to do it this is gonna be this is such a depressing episode what i'm gonna say is gonna be so backward by because of the episode that we're talking about right now but if the barista who made my coffee is watching my coffee is really good so (laughs) you should like take my phone number or something i don't know (laughs) oh my god (laughs) I, we're literally talking about like male gaze and performance i'm like you got me there you got me there society <laughs> you made me a really good coffee i guess i will i'll make an exception yeah <laughs> feminism can take a break this one time it can take one hit it's take one break yeah it's, it's okay um oh my god but no um i agree with everything kim is saying like it's very hard to um to not i mean this is an off subject. I'm mean, like, this is off subject. Every time I, like, want to say an idea and we haven't, like, have it in our notes, like, specifically, I'm like, this is off subject, but it's no, not. No, it's not. Um, but basically, me and Kim were talking earlier, too, about um, Sam Levinson specifically <laughs> and how he, like, writes, uh, uh, like, fantasies and stuff into a lot of his work, which is one reason I really don't like him. It's because it's, like, you can very clearly tell it's, like, his sexual, like, fantasies and stuff in mm-hmm. his writing, and it there's not a lot of his work so far that doesn't have at least one sex scene which is incredibly uncomfortable to me um and he treats all of his female actors or most of his female actors very poorly i would say outside of like zendaya um and i was saying like i think the only project of his at least that i've seen or heard of so far that does not include any sex scenes or anything graphic like that is uh malcolm and marie which is zendaya's the only female character in that movie Mm -hmm. um and i think because she has that in her contract like no nudity or sex scenes and things like that or Mm -hmm. i'm pretty sure it's like rumored that she has that in her contract Mm. um and i think because of that like that's why and i think we're like well if women are doing these sex scenes and these nude scenes like it's because they want to it's because like they chose Mm -hmm. to do that they decided it was okay and it's like not everyone's reading their contracts first of all not everyone's going through all of that and Mm -hmm. a, a lot of women feel like they have to do that yeah a lot of women feel like they have to perform for the male gaze otherwise i mean what other option do they have if they want to be a successful actor like that's yeah. a lot of people's mindset and it's like it, they don't want to be told like oh this is a scene they like they read a scene and they realize that they, that's what they have to do mm-hmm. they don't want to be like no i can't do that no i don't want to do that mm-hmm. because then what if that director or the actor's like telling everyone else like they're hard to work with are they going to be able to get a job mm-hmm. outside of that you know um so yeah yeah that's what we were talking about earlier <laughs> yeah it was and it's, it's just very it's a very sad reality of a lot of female actors mm-hmm. and of trying to make it in the business but also being exploited for their body because they yeah. are a woman and it's like it shouldn't have to be in big bold letters in your contract for, right like, no nudity no sex scenes it should just kind of be something like that's implied unless they say otherwise exactly because no no woman really wants to do that like it's just it's just putting yourself out there for some semblance of success and some semblance of like recognition Mm -hmm. and it's because you know these gross execs and these higher up people you know will will watch it makes me yeah and it's I mean, now we're talking about, like, the controversy of whether or not we need sex scenes or not, which 
I'm kind of on the vote. Like, we really don't need them in a lot of cases. No. Um, and a big part of that, too, yeah, a lot of, like you said, execs and directors, like, have access to those scenes and not even the scene that actually gets aired or gets, um, yeah. you know, watched. Like, they they take multiple shots of those scenes, you know? Yeah. So it's like... And then, and then, like to to and think, not every and director also, yeah. is like gonna do that and watch it over mm-hmm. and things like that. But there are a lot of terrible people in Hollywood right now, yes. and we are aware of that. So yeah. why even let that be a thing, you know? Yeah, and especially since they're like coordinated and all that sort yeah. of thing too. It's just it's very very like eggshell ground to be mm-hmm. walking on, and it's just like we. It should just be like baseline implied, like you know, no. None of that. Yeah. It it really should just be as simple as that, but unfortunately, is not. Yeah. <sighs> <sighs> oh, to um, be a woman. <laughs> that is a, like <laughs> manic picture dream girl, and then underneath in like smaller yeah. print. Oh, oh, to, to be, be a, a woman. woman. <laughs> <laughs> but um, speaking of desirability too, like I think for woman of color, we, this is where we can talk about like the woman of color tropes too, if you yeah. want soon. But um, there's a very specific thing I think disparency is that the right word i think of that word all the time i don't think i know what that word means it's like disparency dis am i thinking of a different word discrepancy discrepancy okay i was like i couldn't come to that fucking word and i'm like it's so close to that word but i was like but i couldn't come there this is the only word that's close enough to disparity thank you so much because i knew it was close to it i just couldn't get there what word did i say disparity what word did you say discrepancy discrepancy so the discrepancies i'm so glad we got I was like, I'll throw this out in case that it is the Jesus. word that she's thinking of. But if it's not, then it I don't was, know. It was, thank okay. God. Um, so, the <laughs> discrepancy, is that yes. the word? Okay. <laughs> Between, like, white woman and woman of color um, in film and their desirability, like, uh, it's so much more it's difficult for a woman of color, I think, um, yeah. because they're... they're uh, 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 it's like they're compared to white women a lot of the time in movies yeah. and films and it's like their their characters are always seen as less desirable than their white counterparts. Mm. They're the white characters in those films and shows and it's just really fucking annoying. It's so um annoying. but I was thinking specifically of this reality show that I had watched lately or recently lately, like it was Sorry. Um, but this reality show I watched recently where this guy, he was black, but I, I think he was mixed. I don't know. But he was like, oh, like, um, like he would go on. It was like one of those dating shows. He would go on dates with, uh, like, they would make him go on dates with people or whatever. And it wasn't mm-hmm. something I had, like, thought about when I first watched it. I had watched some TikToks and saw some tweets about him. And they were like, hmm, he's a little, <laughs> he's not doing, he's doing the thing I don't like. Mm-hmm. And basically he, what he was doing was he was kind of code switching. Um, when he would talk to the black woman he would go on dates with versus like any anyone else he was going on dates with. And people were like, that's weird. Because he would like, I don't know, he would make his voice a lot like, um, like rougher, I guess, like tougher when he was talking to black women. And like, also he would be like, yeah, you're such a strong black woman. Like you deserve like strong like you're and like this is like the first date like getting to know them like he does not know anything about them yet saying that and it was just like maybe i could see that if she was like telling you her life story and you're like wow you're so strong but Mm -hmm. it was just like you're a strong black woman and i was like i think that that term right started out as such a positive like reinforcement for black women Mm -hmm. supposedly but then it's like 
it gets like to the point where it does become then another stereotype and it's like okay like yes but it's it's then when black women are being vulnerable and stuff it's like no you're strong no you can handle it and it's like that's just not fair that they don't get the same like privilege to be like vulnerable Mm -hmm. as well um yeah (laughs) i I lost my train of thought like as i was speaking no i thought it was good you were going somewhere thank you thank you 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 ended in a good spot i think (laughs) okay yeah and i feel like that's a good like little segue for us to go into the color trips unless you have something else else to say okay go go i look at my notes again (laughs) (laughs) that's why they're here um well but like we were saying earlier about how like also how men are like taught to protect women so then it's mm-hmm. it means that then black women are less desirable because like you can't protect them because they're already so strong right which is annoying and stupid mm-hmm. and the whole like you need to protect women is stupid already but then it it then becomes another layered thing of like well now well if black women don't need to protect it then they're less desired because they're already strong enough yeah. to handle it like they don't mm-hmm. need a man but like no one needs a man so yeah so um there's that counterintuitive or counteractive you know <laughs> yeah um but then what were they saying yeah that's kind of what i was my notes were saying like non-black women are then delicate and need protecting but that's still toxic yeah so it's like it's just annoying <laughs> either way yeah absolutely so yeah it's this idea that women of color are less desirable than white women that's really toxic and we i've seen in real life as well that's mm-hmm. really just fucked up yeah but we see it reflected in our movies and our shows mm-hmm. um yeah do you want to talk about <laughs> some of those tropes that we Woo! come to the fun part so fun we're gonna get real in this yeah episode. we already kind of have we but, have, we're gonna but keep this going. is gonna be real rough this part yeah. oh. so um i put these three that are from that I learned in high school, actually, in my film and English course. Um, there's the Mammy, the Jezebel, and the Sapphire. Three very distinct, mm. very, very toxic mm-hmm. um, tropes about black women. Mm-hmm. Um, we've talked about the Mammy on here before. Um, the, what's Gone With... I was going to say Gone Girl, and I was like, no, Bestie. No, that is not the right gone movie. Gone With the Wind. Gone With the Wind mm-hmm. um, with Hottie McDaniel. That was when she won her award. She was the first black woman to win yada 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 you guys know that yeah go back to our um academy award episode if you haven't seen it and watch and we explain who hottie mcdaniel is and everything um but the idea of that trope really really i mean it was before her but that was like where the name and everything came from Mm -hmm. was from her portrayal of mammy um and basically it was this idea it was after the civil war right post-civil war and they're basically like no, the slaves loved their white families yeah, and they slave loved owners. They for them. Yeah, and it, it was, was like... It was good for them. <laughs> yeah, and it was basically really weird, disgusting propaganda. Yeah. Um, I think all these are like post-Civil War um, ideologies and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I basically put that Mammy was like the opposite of the white savior complex, if you know that, which is like white people are coming to save black people or people mm-hmm. of color in this show and movie, and you're like why are they here (laughs) like they did not need need it yeah it's just very toxic trope um but so the mammy is kind of like the they don't necessarily save the white family or anything but they're there to be like they're just there being like we we love and support the white family and the white people here and Mm -hmm. it's like okay and it's just a really weird trope and then um the jezebel and sapphire specifically i feel like really go into the desirability topic Mm. here um we have the Jezebel, who's considered, like, the promiscuous, basically, black woman. And she's usually, like, lighter skin tone, lighter complexion. Mm-hmm. And, like, um, 
probably mixed, probably has some type of Eurocentric features. Mm -hmm. And it's toxic because on one hand, it's saying like the only black women who are desirable are black women with lighter skin tones. And like, that's very toxic to any black woman with Mm -hmm. dark skin. And it's saying that they're not desirable, which is very untrue and very fucked up. Um, but it's also trying to showcase black women as this very like overly sexual mm-hmm, being as mm-hmm. well, which is very weird and disgusting. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, and it, it it then objectifies black women again as like this kind of all these are objecting black women, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, like the first with Mammy, it's like basically saying their only purpose is for like white people and to help white people, and then this trophy yeah. basically saying that their only purpose is for white people to sleep with honestly like that's it is for like attraction and and aesthetic basically um and then we have the sapphire who's basically like the opposite of this who's um um i saw a quote somewhere i was reading but but it basically said the sapphire lacks the how did i say that word requisite thank you requisite (laughs) uh femininity to make her attractive to any man so Mm. that one was usually betrayed by i think dark-skinned woman Mm. um which again toxic fucked up yeah um but then it's supposed it's kind of where that like manly black woman trope comes from as well where it's like oh black women are manly and they're they're you know Mm -hmm. it it, like animal what is it called like animal like beast beast i don't know it it portrays women or black women as like animals or beast and Mm -hmm. it's really weird and fucked up and it it's goes back into like showing like it's either over sexualizing them or making them completely like animalistic and yeah. and objectifying them either fucking way and it's really fucked up um mm-hmm. yeah gross gross Ew. icky that's just pretty much all of these it's like yeah gross. it's just like icky it makes me icky because it it's, makes me it, feel, and then it makes black women feel like what the fuck is the point because yeah because then it's just like well what what do we do like who yeah. are we that sort of thing if like it's, it's like you can't win you literally way. can't win and it's um I don't know. I think I heard Issa Rae say something about, like, how in society, black women are considered, like, the least desirable, like, mm-hmm. people or, like, de- like demographic or yeah. something. And I was, like, it's so fucked up because I can see that in what I watch and I can mm-hmm. see that in real life. And um, I think I was – I remember this time in high school. If I, I were to give, like, a real-life example of how, like, this does, like, in, ingrain itself into mm-hmm. people's minds. Um, it was, like, me as a, as a black student, um, a guy, and then a few other black girls, and we were all sitting... We were supposed to be doing something for class, and we were, like, fucking not doing it. <laughs> sorry. Um, but we were doing, like, some type of group work. And he said, like, yeah, I don't think I could date a black girl. Like, they're all so ghetto, blah, blah, blah. And no. I was, like... And he said in front of multiple black girls, by the way, and I was, like sitting there like what the fuck do I even say and I think I think it's interesting because I have seen people be like oh like well why don't black girls just date inside of their race or why don't they date and then it's like black men are also yeah (laughs) kind of toxic I'm gonna be honest with you guys a lot of them say some fucked up shit are like um like I've seen things where like white woman will say, be doing saying something like really ignorant or saying the n-word or something and black men will be like it's okay they can do it they can say it and it's like no mm-hmm. why are we defending white women right now like mm-hmm. why are you you know what i mean and it's once again like black women not being protected and it's like it goes back into this really toxic cycle of like now you see why black women have to be independent you know what yeah. i mean they don't really have that option no. not to be strong mm-hmm. so yeah yeah very sad it's really disgusting yeah it really is disgusting <sighs> male men and the male gaze is so gross it is because like we just can't simply exist especially as women Mm -hmm. of color 
to just be women. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so annoying and it's so <laughs> fucked up. Um, I think another really good one that you put on this list um, is the seductress. Yeah, I don't know if that's what it's called, by the way, but that's just what I came up with <laughs> because I didn't know what it was called. Yeah, no, I think it's it's the seductress, and then also um, specifically for Asian women, it's called the lotus blossom. Okay. Yeah, because it's like the the submissive, like you know, obeys men and that mm-hmm. sort of thing, like doesn't talk and just does whatever she's told and that sort of thing and like how you have on here um also the way that jasmine was portrayed and over sexualized in aladdin you mm-hmm. can very much see that in yeah. her in her character design like the red costume too that was well very, not even like, just her red costume but her regular just yeah, costume it's of very, just how provocative yeah. it is and it's like compared to all the like because it's like, we are, by the way, are not, like, slut-shaming anyways, no, either. Like, no. this is a Disney character. We're not doing that to a Disney character. But yeah. comparing her to the things the other Disney princesses were wearing, it's very interesting Especially that they chose the that. White, yeah, white exactly. Like, Cinderella's wearing a full fucking gown. Why can't Jasmine be? Yeah. You know? With gloves. Yeah. <laughs> and, like... And it also very much plays into the element of um, exoticism and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. And seeing especially, like, women of color and especially, like, you know, Indian women and Asian women as mm-hmm. exotic because they're from the other, from, like, <laughs> yeah. what they label as, like, the desert or the wilderness. And so mm-hmm. it's very, like, enticing and appealing to them because it is, like, the aspect of the unknown. And they're like, oh, well, I have to I have to explore it and I have to figure this just talking about it just makes me yeah. just feel so gross but it's very much that aspect because if you look at a lot of like literature during that time um i did a lot of studying of literature like early british literature during the time of um oh i don't remember um but all that and the way that india was portrayed in books and that sort of thing was very much like oh you know you're you're the you're just this other and you're very Mm -hmm. exotic and we can take you over and you know assimilate you into like our culture and that sort of thing but they very much were intrigued by that because of just the sort of oh you know you have all of these like spices and things that we've never heard of because they're british um i know that was just very desirable to them because they're because of colonialism and because they were very much like oh you know well we'll find out because we're british and there's no way we can't but that then you see that very much translated into the media and into like you know it and it's still very much ingrained you see now um with how you know uh women of color tropes are perpetuated you know you have like uh very popularly you have um asian and indian girls being you know the quiet nerd yeah the smartest one in their class mm-hmm. um with the big old thick black frame glasses and yep. never talks to anybody but like braces her hand and mm-hmm. you know knows everything and that sort of thing and you know just very much not being the object of desire but just being but her simply being known as just being the smart one yeah and that sort of thing and it's just like and the opposite is kind of true of a lot of the black characters who are just like the sassy black friend. And it's yeah. like, the amount of times I've been told I've been sassy when I've given no attitude at all, I'm just like, mm-hmm. okay. So you just saw a black girl and you said, she said some words, sounded sassy to me. Like, yeah. Okay. 
absolutely um yeah it's it's weird too because they're so different in those mm-hmm. tropes but it's like they're both considered not desirable and it's like okay mm-hmm. cool yeah because what she the wears, fuck do you want us to do yeah, because then? she wears big glasses and no yeah. and is smart d- makes her all of a sudden not desirable mm-hmm. and that sort of thing especially when you have like the the like makeover transformation trope mm-hmm. of the late 90s early 2000s yeah. movies then you're just kind of like well shit I can't wear glasses. Yeah. You know, and it was it was really fucked up because, you know, I got glasses really early on mm-hmm. when I was little because my eyesight is shit. <laughs> I'm sorry about it. Yeah, I know, right? Society's like, boo. Yeah. I'm like, all right, thanks, guys. But <laughs> had me thinking for so long that I needed to not wear glasses mm-hmm. in order to be seen as attractive, you know, and that was a big learning curve and big thing to get through. But it's also just like, Come on, guys. It's we like, can, fuck you. We can do we, we can do so much better yeah. than this. There's like... We exist in multitudes. Exactly. And we should be able to exist in multitudes mm-hmm. without being punished for it. Yeah. And that's, that's why a lot of these tropes are really annoying. It's like... Mm-hmm. Sure, there are girls who are Asian who are quiet, but there are girls who are Asian who aren't as well. Yeah. <laughs> that's a thing. Yeah. And it's like... Also, being the quiet, nerdy girl doesn't mean that that's all there is to you. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So it, it's that's it goes back like to that annoying. one-dimensional. Yeah, like, it makes us all seem like we're very flat, one-dimensional beings, and that's not true, and that's not fair. Mm-mm. And it what bothers me, and I think Kim too probably is like a lot of white characters, white female characters yeah. get to be multi-dimensional. They get mm-hmm. to have multiple character arcs and personality traits, and it's not always true for woman of color characters it's very very rare to see a woman of color character be like fully flushed out yeah you know so it's just very annoying to to see that it you know while it may not like always be perpetuated now it still is perpetuated yeah definitely now. and I, I think I wrote here too like even um you get like a show or movie with that's made by a woman of color like maybe this will be our chance and then it's by mindy kaling (laughs) and you're like mindy babes so sad (laughs) because then because she falls back on that trope of Mm -hmm. of just you know all of the things that we just talked about of just being so so into so one-dimensional and so into the the lead like love interest yeah that's all she is i wrote about it in my notes because i watched um i've watched all of never have i ever which is a mindy kaling show and Mm -hmm. it's the main character davy love her she's great (laughs) but um she has two love interests and one of them literally so Okay, so here's the thing. One of them is this 30-year-old guy, and the main actress was, like, 19 when she started the show, and I already was like, that's a little weird. I won't lie to you. That's a whole other subject. That's a whole other episode, you know? Um, When they casted him, they cast him thinking he was white. Like, he's pretty white passing, I will say. Like, I thought he was a white man with just a pretty decent tan. Um, (laughs) But he's half Asian, so they were like, oh, like, we'll change Mm. his name on the show to Paxton Hall Yoshida instead of just Paxton Hall. Um, Which I was like, that's kind of a cool thing that they included that incorporated Mm -hmm. it. However, 
basically she was going to have two white love interests. And that's what bothered me is that they were yeah. going to initially cast her with two white love interests. And that's something Mindy Kaling is very known for in a lot of mm-hmm. her shows and movies. It's like she does have an Asian lead, but she has a white love interest. And that's okay to have, but in yeah. every single movie and show, it, it's annoying. Yeah. Um, but then also, the so the other character who is her love interest is a white man i don't know how old he is i don't care um but (laughs) (laughs) irrelevant yeah but um he his character literally like bullies davy and it's supposed to be like this enemy celebrity thing which Mm -hmm. nice cool i hate enemy celebrity trope anyways um that's my hot take sorry (laughs) Um, kim's like i gotta go (laughs) a Um, lot of the films i know they're like boo um but she he like fully bullies her and it's like, it's some, like, ignorant shit, though. Like, it's microaggressions. Like, he calls her David oh. instead of Davy, And I'm like, that's a microaggression because that's not her fucking name. Like, that's yeah. annoying. And it's, like, in a lot of Mindy Kaling's projects, she'll make these very, like, stereotypical Asian jokes. Like, about, like, mm-hmm. oh, like, they have hairy arms and things like that. And it's like, let's not. Like, let's not make Asian women feel unattractive when they're, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, and it's, well- it's good that she has love interest and all this, but it's, like what's the point if you're just gonna like belittle her yeah, for being an asian woman so yeah far. exactly so it, it's annoying <laughs> yeah yeah oh and there's also this trope i don't know if you've heard about it i heard about it through like a video like a video essay or something but they're basically saying like i think it's a big thing in sitcoms where like the white guy will have like break up with his white girlfriend and then date an asian girl but only for like but like the joke is that he's dating an asian girl like that's supposed to be like a part of the joke it's like why that's would he date an asian scott, girl why uh, is he that's something they do in scott pilgrim really okay yeah, yeah because he he gets with um an asian girl for a short amount of time before yeah it's always a short amount of time then they yeah get back before with yeah before he gets with uh ramona or meets ramona mm-hmm. and then that's a whole thing too yeah but i've heard that that's apparently like the joke is like oh why would he be dating an asian girl like this isn't gonna last like that's like and you know it's not gonna last type yeah. of thing and then he dates the other girl and it's like oh like duh he wasn't gonna stay with just mm-hmm. this asian character who had no fucking like we literally made sure she had no personality and that you guys would not miss her when she's yeah. gone you know and it's like well, or we could have <laughs> we could have one of the color characters who stay on the show. I don't know. Yeah. That's just a thought. That's just a thought I had. We, we can forget it. We can forget that. Yeah. Thought. yeah Apparently, whatever. that's too. That's too that's much. Not realistic. For people. That's not realistic. Yeah. One of color having personalities, <laughs> being in relationships for a long term, never. <laughs> I mean, what can I say? What can I say? And now here we are. You guys thought we were gonna have one of color in relationships and this? No. Be so serious. Yeah. Be so fucking for real right now. <laughs> There's no way. <laughs> You thought women of color were desirable? Please. Please. Not on this planet. No. Sorry. Never. Sorry. We couldn't do that. Not in this universe. <laughs> um. Oh, I also... Do you know... Do you know about the Madonna whore complex? I I, I think I do. But I think I also need, like, a, a, a little refresher because I... I think I do. But it's, it's been a while. I know. I, I... From what I remember of it, it's basically, like... I don't know where the fuck I heard this, by the way, or, like, where <laughs> I learned this. You just I did. literally... No, sometimes I'll just, like, know things, and I'll just be like, where the fuck did I get this information? Like, somebody will, like, I'll be talking about something, or, like, one of my, like, niece interests or something, somebody mm-hmm. like, how do you know this? And I'm like, I don't fucking know. Like, I know so many, like, random things about, like, 
not A-list celebrities, but B-list and C-list celebrity. Like, if you ask me any of their drama, for some reason, I know it. And you're like, That's girl, so funny. this character, this actress was on a Disney Channel show once in, like, the 1990s. And I'm like, yeah, and I can tell you all of their business. Why? I don't know. Just because. <laughs> I don't know how I get this information, you guys. Uh, actually, I signed an NDA. <laughs> Um, but anyway, so the Madonna whore complex, the basics of it is basically like a girl is either the Madonna or the whore. (laughs) Okay. That's basically it. It's like she's either seen as this, um, Madonna. I, the way I think of it is kind of how like a guy can be like, oh, like she's so like, I respect the hell out of her like this and that, but I'm not Mm -hmm. attracted to her. So we can only be ever be friends. Like, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like that would be like the Madonna. Like she's someone that they actually do somewhat respect, but they still don't see them as a person, but they're like, I can respect you. We can be friends. We can be pals. Like that's it. And then the horror is like, she's only there for sexual attraction. Like she's Mm -hmm. only attractive. Like she does not have a personality. I do not care what her interests are, what she like does for a living. She's just there for a look. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, a woman could be all of these things. Yeah. Whether or not, she can be attractive and have a personality. It's so crazy. I know. Yeah, I know. It's, it's so crazy. Unbelievable, but it's here we so are. It's wild. But, like, you can be attracted to a woman and listen to, I don't know, her favorite song. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Believe it or not, she might have a favorite song. She might have a favorite song or favorite color. Yeah. If you ask, if you ask, I don't know. Give it a try. Give it a try. Yeah. Just maybe have a conversation with her. Yeah, maybe That's a crazy the next thought. time you're 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 talking to a girl and you're like, wow, she's so hot. Maybe be like, hey, do you have a favorite song? Oh my god, oh my god, I can't believe it. Yeah, it's I crazy. can't believe she has her own thoughts and opinions and things that she it's likes. A woman with thoughts and opinions. <laughs> Never. That's crazy. That's a crazy idea. I can't believe you. I know that's my bad. That's my bad. I'll go. Take it back. Take it back. Take it back. We take it all back. We take it all back. Everything you said this episode, we take it back. Women are not multifaceted. Women have no opinions. Yeah. We have (laughs) the the guy from fucking Glass Onion, Dave Batista's character. That's us, this podcast. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, women have no no opinions. Nothing. Women are just Um, there. Yeah, to exist. for men specifically. For men, and that we exist solely it. for men's um, views. Um, yeah, and approval. This podcast was made specifically for. If you're not a man and you're listening to this podcast, I got a few things to say to you. This get is not out. for you. Yeah, yeah. get out, get out of here because yeah. we have a few things to say to the men. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> Don't be a bitch. <laughs> But actually, yeah, like, I feel like that That's describes it. a lot of, the Madonna Whore Complex describes a lot of what we're talking about, about how, like, yeah. it's either, like, this this girl who is, like, super, like, fetishized, right? Yeah. It's, like, the super fetishized version of a, not even of a woman, of, of, just, of an idea, mm-hmm. this fetishized idea versus, like, still an object, but just not, like, just someone being, it's, like, they're either being used for their body or for their, like, advice you know what I mean yeah. or like further like a shoulder to lean on type of yeah. thing it's never mm-hmm. a fully like you're a fully encompassed person mm-hmm. and I respect that and I admire that mm-hmm. and like you know yeah or that's rare I won't say it's never but it's rare yeah. <laughs> you know yeah um and that's you can see that a lot in the way men write women basically oh yeah because when they write women they don't write women they, they write don't. the idea of women yeah the idea of a person yeah that is never attainable. Yeah. Which is very important to note. They throw all these grand ideas out there and... It's They're just, not grand. I won't say yeah. grand. I'd say terrible. Yeah, <laughs> terrible. Grand in their minds. Yeah. Um. Yeah, just 
awful, awful, awful. And then they expect women to live up to that expectation, and then when they don't, then it's like, like when you when you can tell a man drew a female character because you're like a woman's body does not do these things. Yes, a woman's body cannot look read, like this. Or when you read uh, books and like how men describe a female character. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I think um, somebody was saying because I used to read a lot of John Green books, and I, John Green, love you, kid. Don't, don't take this personally but uh one of my favorite books by him was looking for alaska and somebody mm, was saying alaska mm-hmm. is i think um i think a manic pixie dream girl mm. and i could definitely yeah, see that i could because you yeah. you read that too I yeah have. and it's like loved alaska was she really there for anything other than the main character not no, really not like really. she did have her own storyline but we didn't really get into mm-hmm. it and the way she was described was very like like, I get that it was from, like, a male teenage perspective, but it was but not giving no. person... It wasn't giving person. No. Like, it wasn't giving an actual personality at all. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, Alaska. Cool. And also her name being Alaska. Yeah. Very much Manic Pixie Dream Girl. Yeah. It's very much, like... Absolutely. Not a common name type of thing, which... Yeah. Quirky. Cool, but, like, also... We're not saying, like, you can't name your kid Alaska. Go ahead and yeah, do that if you want, but, but... it's just the way you write her. Yeah. Be careful. Just, yeah. That's what we're saying. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, lastly, do... Or, I don't want to say lastly. <laughs> we might have other things to say, too. Um, but do you think, like, um, we can ever actually subvert a trope? Do you think, like, we can ever edit or change the rules of a trope? Like, what are your thoughts on that? I think it's hard. Yeah. Especially because of the way that they're perpetuated and, like... I feel like they'll never really die mm-hmm. is, is the thing about it, too, is, like, I feel like someone will always be like, oh, there's this, I will write this, and it'll be perpetuated in one way or another. It may not be exactly, like, the same mm-hmm. way that we've seen it in the past, but, you know, there's always rebranding and evolving mm-hmm. when it comes to tropes and stuff like that, and making it for modern times mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. I, I just, I think, I think it's really hard and especially when it comes to like subverting tropes like like you said with um 500 days in uh yeah yeah. is like you have to establish the trope first yeah and then you have to subvert it which you can't just outright subvert something and so i think that's also difficult without leaning too hard into the trope and just because you do want it to be obvious what trope you are then going to subvert but you also don't want to lean too far into it and make it too much of the character's person and who they are and then be like well what are we subverting then because yeah and then it feels like weird and cheap to all of a sudden be like i take it back yeah it's not like that and so then it's just like how do you how do you is there a way to to do it to make it not feel cheap or obvious or also just demeaning Mm -hmm. in general you know and so it's just i i think it's very very difficult Mm -hmm. to do so um <laughs> the blank stare in my fucking eyes right now um i feel like i was gonna say something else about that i really don't fucking know you guys <laughs> i believe in you thank you so much of course um i i will say like i feel like the final girl trope um has changed a lot throughout the yeah years i was gonna say centuries whoa there buddy <laughs> slow the brakes okay um the the um well a friend of mine in uh, theater did a project on the final girl trope so if she's listening she's probably not but if she is 
This is one's for you, girly. Um, <laughs> but um, she did a project on the trope, and she was talking about how it's changed from, like, Halloween to, like, Scream to, like, Fear Street. I don't know if you've seen the trilogy. Yes, I have. I love I Fear love Street. I love Fear Street. Um, but basically, like, or, or initially the final girl trope was very, like, repressed femininity, if that makes sense, or repressed yeah. sexuality mm-hmm. as well, and, like, you couldn't be, like a final girl and have sex and like yeah and um i don't know do 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 anything like you had to have like morals basically yes. and like are in those morals were very like mm-hmm. back in the day like yeah not you know what i mean like um what's it called like you know what i'm trying to say yeah um but basically it was like things like that like you could never have sex and you you had to be like a good girl with like morals yeah. and things like that to survive um there was other stuff too i forget what the other things are but oh yeah they were usually like very like tomboys and stuff and Mm. like they're also always like heterosexual white woman too yes like that was like just a given basically like the black woman was not surviving a horror film Mm -hmm. like the the latina woman was not surviving a horror film like if you thought that was happening like no um and we had we've seen that with like halloween and then later on um scream did some subverting of the trope Mm -hmm. a little bit i'm trying to think like i don't remember if she ended up having sex or not with billy oh i think they almost had sex i I don't think they they actually did did. have sex yeah so but they like oh so it's like see she can still have sexual liberation a little she can have feelings yeah but they still had some of those tropes, and then finally in Fear Street, like the final girl did actually have sex mm-hmm. and with a girl. She, yes, she was a lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> so like it was like the I think the first queer final girl that I've seen at least that I know of. Yeah, yeah, and so that established that, and she was also mixed. I think she was black and white. So black girls can't survive final yeah <laughs> the, the gays and the woman of color can survive yes horror films um and so we finally did get some of that and like actual like oh like she doesn't have to like she can do what she wants if she wants to have sex she can still mm-hmm. survive the horror film as well um which is cool yeah. <laughs> if you're like if you're like i can have sex yeah and i, I will survive a horror film yeah if that's if you were scared <laughs> yeah no no need to no fear. need to be anymore i know randy from scream said you can never have sex that was one of the three rules but uh we can have sex now randy <laughs> <laughs> we're in 2023 now randy god get with the times randy <laughs> I, I really miss randy you guys i can't <laughs> can't tell you how much i miss the kid oh um, my god but his niece mindy she's great he would be so proud of her. Mm-hmm. That's what I have to say. She's also a queer black woman who has survived. At least Scream 5. We'll not spoil Scream 6 for you guys. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So, that that is an example that I've seen where I feel like they've successfully. Yeah. But that's also, like, over multiple movies. So, yeah. it's like, can you subvert it within one movie? Like, that's where it's like, hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I think it, it, it takes... It's trial and error. Yeah, exactly. It takes It takes time and you have to... It's yeah. It takes time. Like you, you can't just do it through one movie and be like, okay, we fixed yeah, everything we did about the trope. Yeah. <laughs> it's fixed. It's done. Mm-hmm. Now the trope is better. It's yeah. new. It's different. The cruel girl means something completely different. It's like, mm. and I feel like too, like with um the Gone Girl monologue too, like we've seen like the cool girl can look like different things, right? So yeah, with that trope, I think it's probably one of the hardest ones to oh, subvert because it's like because it's different things. Exactly. It's not just so in one. a different genre, it can be something completely different. Yeah. So it's like. 
yeah, in this in this one she's the nonchalant, career driven woman, but then in this one she's a hipster artist who yeah. like, paints and stuff, mm-hmm. right? And she doesn't have a job, and it's like she's still the cool girl though. So yeah. it's, it's a lot harder because it's like there's just different ways to repurpose it. Yeah, exactly. It's it's just repackaged. Yeah. It's still the cool, same same tropes, just repackaged. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel I feel like sometimes when people do try to subvert other tropes too, it's just like. No, it's still the same one. You just yeah. repurposed it, repackaged mm-hmm. it, and it's like cool. You did your best, yeah, but it you did, tried, wasn't but enough. Yeah. Um. I don't know. What else do you have to say? Um, I don't really think I have anything yeah, else. Same. I think that's all that we've talked um, about. Um. Yeah. So the takeaways from this episode. Yeah. Exactly. I was gonna say, so the takeaways. <laughs> the takeaways. Um, um. Let me let me find it. Let me find it. I think we perform a way too much for the male gaze but it's also very hard not to Mm -hmm. i i think there was a quote or a poem or a a, like passage or something i saw that basically was saying like even when like men aren't around we're performing for Mm -hmm. them we're performing for this imaginary audience and i was like fuck yeah (laughs) you got me there yeah (laughs) shit i can't argue with that yeah Yeah. and it's just it's just really hard to get away from something that's so ingrained Mm -hmm. in everything you do it's it's perpetuated in the media it's perpetuated just in everyday life it's mm-hmm. just in your books in in your you know social media feed it's i it's just feel like everywhere. as women we're constantly being watched and we're yes. constantly we constantly feel like we're being watched even mm-hmm. when we're not we're just like oh like you know we're <laughs> yeah you know it just i don't know yeah and it's hard too because like especially like like for me you know like there are times where I just want to get cute but then it's like am I getting cute for myself or am I getting cute you know for for the male gaze and it's that it's really fucked up because it's like I shouldn't be overthinking everything yeah because like I I shouldn't be like thinking it it should just be for me but also like there's Mm -hmm. just you just get taught so many things that you have to it's like you know when people are like oh like you can go out and get dressed even if you're just going to the grocery store and I'm like oh yeah I could and I can feel so empowered I'm like am I doing that though because like I know men will be there and they'll see me you know what Mm -hmm. I mean Am I then just doing that for them? And it's like, oh, shit. <laughs> well, society got me on that one. Yeah. I can't escape. <laughs> the patriarchy got me on that yeah. one, you know? <sighs> can't escape the patriarchy that easily. You never you really can. can't. It's always there. It's always it's there. Always lingering. <laughs> the patriarchy is always watching. It's true, though. <laughs> it is. It's really scary. It is really scary. <laughs> That's what you should take away as well. Men are scary. Yeah, men are we scary. We don't like that. No, um, we don't. Yeah, a lot of socially awkward men are the writers of a lot of fucking movies and shows, mm-hmm. and they write women to be one-dimensional fantasies and, and creatures and beings that just aren't realistic, and very one-note, and... Very obvious that they've never, ever interacted with a woman, ever. Yeah, um, and also, a lot of these, yeah, it's, these tropes are toxic because they're one-note, one-dimensional, and also make it out that women of color are not desirable and not wanted and that's not to say that every woman wants to be desired but in a very male gazy patriarchic society it's very yeah depressing to feel mm-hmm. that way and to feel like you're not wanted because you're never shown in that way that that is desired mm-hmm. um and that's something yeah even in rom-coms too like i was gonna say like it's so rare to see a woman of color like yeah. lead in a rom-com and mm-hmm. you're like damn like do are we not deserving of love as well like we've seen so many white women get it and it's like oh shit i guess i can't and then if it is it's usually stereotypical characters right and it's Mm -hmm. like oh i have to act like this specific Mm -hmm. way to get love and to feel desired yeah it's like like, no you shouldn't have to do that (laughs) yeah you shouldn't have to turn to that no absolutely not so um one color you are desired and you You are are loved loved. (laughs) all the time absolutely yeah absolutely so 
we want to leave on that note. You, yeah. You, you deserve you, you deserve love. Yeah. Yes, you deserve love. All of it and all the happiness. Healthy love. Healthy, yes. happy love. Healthy, happy love. Even, even if you don't want that, you don't need it. Yeah. You don't need to be in a relationship if you don't you, need it to be happy, if you, you don't, don't feel like you need men. it. Um, because, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, leave it on that note. Yeah, I, I feel like that, good, I think that's, that's a good, good note. note. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well. Um. Well. Follow us on our Instagram. Yeah. At Filmflame Pod. We post there sometimes. Sometimes we do stuff. You know. We're yeah. we're out here. We we be out here. Yeah. Uh, for real. Yeah. <laughs> that's 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 that. That's it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs>